Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jason Knight, and each week on the podcast, I'll be speaking to some of the finest minds in tech and product, hearing their stories and trying to get some great advice for me and for, for all of the rest of us. On tonight's episode, we'll be moving away from product leadership and talking about getting started in product management. Why choose product in the first place? Where do you go to get entry-level advice? Why is it so important to share your experience with others? For answers to all these questions and more, please join us on One Night in Product. So my guest tonight is Becca Vibert, featured product school speaker, former educator, now a product manager at Fit. Also busily blogging in her spare time to document the career journey of a new product manager. Hi Becca, how are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm good, thanks Jason. How are you? I love that introduction, by the way. I, I do my best. <laughs> so so first things first, uh, who are Fit? And uh, first of all, am I saying Fit correctly? Because it's got two eyes in it, so I'm trying to work out if it's Fit or Fit It. But who are <laughs> Fit and uh, what problem do they solve? Okay, great. So... Fit, um, you are pronouncing it correct. So it is F-I-I-T, but you do pronounce it Fit. So Fit is a fitness startup. So we're a mobile app. And the problem that we solve is we help people exercise from home. So you can do workouts from your mobile phone or do them on your laptop or even on the TV, hopefully soon. And we just help make exercise a habit for everybody, you know, particularly in lockdown. It's been really hard to be able to go to the gym to do exercise. And we found that we've been able to be a solution for a lot of gym goers in this period. So, yeah, so that's fit. So that sounds like, as you say, something that's going to be really useful in the current times. Obviously, everyone locked down. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if gyms are still open at the moment, but obviously we had a long period of time where they weren't. So I, did you get like quite a lot more signups has, has that been quite a growth opportunity for the company yeah it's been an amazing few months actually and I know that a lot of companies you know haven't been able to say that but for fit it's been a really great opportunity for customers to be able to try our product and you know just be able to make sure that during this period people are exercising and staying as healthy as they can so yeah fit has been able to to see quite a few people um, sign up in the last kind of six months Cool. And, and how long have you been at Fit? So I'm still actually very new to Fit. I've been at the company for six months and I actually joined. My first week at Fit was actually the week that we went into lockdown. So it's actually been <laughs> a roller coaster, as you can imagine. Right. And uh, and so obviously you're a product manager there. I mean, what does the product team look like there? Is, is, it, is it just you and like a product lead or are you the product lead? Or how, how does that shake out? Yeah, so still a fairly small product team. So uh, we've got about four product managers at the moment on the team and we look after different areas. So for the last six months, I've been focused primarily on the mobile app. Um, so looking at different features within that and different journeys, different problems we want to tackle. Um, but there are a lot of exciting other things happening, which other product managers are focused on as well. And, you know, hopefully over the next kind of six months to a year, all of that's going to become a reality for a lot of our users. Did you have any uh, experience in mobile apps before this? Because I know that you've you're still relatively early on in your product career, but you've I think you've worked at least one other product job before this one. Yeah. Is is it is mobile like a specialty of yours, or or was that something that you had to pick up when you moved into Fit? Yeah, no, definitely not. So I didn't work in mobile apps before, and that was actually you know when I was thinking about my most recent 
career change, I was thinking about, right, what kind of product do I want to work on next? And obviously, the first thing that I thought about was, you know, what company is solving a problem that I'm really passionate about. But the second thing is that I was really keen to kind of sink my teeth into working on a mobile app. So that's actually been quite a big learning curve, actually, for me, I'd I'd always worked in e-commerce, so kind of website based product management, and I moved into the mobile app world in the last six months. Um, And it's been really interesting to work on it. And has there have there been any challenges sort of moving into that mobile space that you weren't expecting? Or have you kind of taken to that pretty easily? I think it's been okay. I think the challenges are more so related to me still being at the early stages of my product career. So I've been in product management just under two years now and really feel like in the last six months where I've really been able to learn what product management is all about. And yeah, I think I think that's the biggest learning curve rather than actually going from website to an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll talk a little bit more in a minute about some of your more extracurricular activities around kind of blogging and 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 talking about your your product journey. But yeah, but before we talk about that, um, before you went into product, you were working as a founder as a, an education startup in Hong Kong, uh, teaching English language to, I guess, to the local students over there. So. How did you move from being the founder of a, an educational startup and obviously kind of starting your own thing and then moving on to being more into product management for, for other people? Uh, what, what was that journey like? So it's been actually a really interesting journey. And I've been really open, actually, when I've been asked this question um, before. And the reality is, is when I moved out to Hong Kong, um, so I'm originally from Jersey, the Channel Islands, when I moved out to Hong Kong, I, you know, I had no idea that I was going to start my own business. I definitely had no idea that I was going to become a product manager in, you know, two years from there. The transition has been quite smooth. So after having started my own tutoring business in Hong Kong, when we decided to move back to London, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was passionate about education. So I looked for roles within that space and I eventually found a project management role for an education startup. So that was really my kind of first exposure to the product development process. Obviously, I wasn't fully involved with it because I was just kind of managing timelines and working with key stakeholders in that respect. But that's where I learned about the existence, if you like, of product management. And then as I kind of, you know, just started doing a bit more digging, started really thinking about what are the things that about my current role, which I liked and other aspects, which I didn't feel challenged enough about. So, you know, it was great that I was managing timelines and working with lots of different teams, but I I wanted to be involved in why, you know, why, why were we suddenly thinking about um, this new product line and what are customers saying about it? And it was really from there that I started questioning my role. And then I spoke to my manager at the time and And she was the one that actually said, hey, you know, there's this thing called product management. You should, you know, just look into it and and see if that's something that that interests you. So your career so far has been either in your own startups or in and around other small startups. Um, Do you Mm -hmm. you enjoy working for sort of startups and kind of startup culture? Or have you ever thought of maybe going somewhere bigger? Yeah, I mean, 
I have definitely always worked in startups and I absolutely love it. So I love, you know, the autonomy that you get and the impact that you can drive. So I am still fairly new in my product management career. So I've been, you know, officially in product management for about two years now. And I feel like the experience that I've gained working from these startups has just been, you know, incredible. So I know that it's not for everyone working in a startup, you know, it can be very fast paced and you're thrown in in the deep end very, you know, often. And but for me, it's been, you know, a tremendous learning experience. I've learned so much in just six months at Fit, for example. And yes, startup culture is just, it is great for me. Like I find it challenging. I find that I get a lot of responsibility um, and I get to see the impact of what we're building, you know, so, so clearly. That's excellent. And yes, certainly from my perspective, I mean, I spent many years working for sort of large corporates before moving into my current role, which is in a much sort of smaller, more energetic, early early stage company. And and I definitely agree that 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 energy is is in some ways almost tangible in a way that you just don't get in in bigger companies. And yeah, I I definitely think you have to be okay with that. You have to love it. But if if you do, then I, I don't think there's anything like it. So you've been keenly blogging on medium.com um talking about some of your learnings as you progress through your fledgling product management career now i know know, we've spoken about this a bit already but but why do you think it's so important to kind of document this stuff for other people so i only started writing this year actually and one of the main drivers for that is that i really wanted because I, i i'm in such a pivotal point in my career where i'm finally so involved in product development and learning so much um, as I go I really wanted a way to document it but also I really wanted a way to share it with other people that might be experiencing that I you know when I look at medium blogs written up about certain topics or if I watch certain webinars I always tend to see really experienced product people and that's amazing obviously and I think it's really important that they share their insights but I really want to ensure that there are early stage product managers out there that know that these challenges which they're facing you know when they're shipping a product for the first time or when they're working with their own engineers for the first time all those challenges that they're experiencing it's completely normal and it's 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 just a really important thing to remember that it's part of the learning curve and that's really my main driver for wanting to write and just you know just create a bit more visibility around people that are at the kind of first two to three years of their product management career and they're kind of learning everything and you know failing and learning growing and that's really the driver behind starting to write and most recently hosting a webinar on product school the question that follows from that is you know you're saying obviously that you're starting out down your kind of product management path and long may it continue but that you maybe didn't have some of that kind of almost inspiration from other people that, that that you're now trying to provide. So what what did you do to kind of inspire yourself or to, to try and read around it yourself? That were, were there any resources that were useful or did, was it really just just everyone talking about like how they'd scaled a company to a billion monthly active users and, and that was all you had to look at? Yeah, you know, I think the first couple of things which I did when I was starting to break into product management was – um, actually speak to product management, uh, product managers, sorry, in my network. So, you know, I would do the classic connect with people on LinkedIn, um, who are product managers at companies uh, with products that I really admire, and 
just got coffee with them and started talking to them about their experiences and asking them for advice. There were a couple of, you know, blog posts which I would read, but all the questions which I had at the beginning, you know, were things like, how do I break into product management when, you know, it's something that I'm curious about, but I haven't got any experience on. And that was actually much harder to find. And it, and it felt quite removed. So, um, you know, I spoke to one product manager who actually studied product management, and, and that was the beginning of their journey. And I, you know, spoke to another product manager who was at Facebook first and came from an engineering background. I really failed to find people like me who had, you know, a background in education, had done their own thing in Hong Kong and was clearly driven, but hadn't made a successful transition into product management, which was vastly different to what um, I, you know, I was previously doing. And that, and yeah, um, and that's, yeah, kind of the driver. I think one of the first articles I did was how I became a product manager where I just lay bare, you know, I was an English tutor before and here I am, I'm a product manager at a fitness startup. Um, it's not been an early journey, uh, an easy journey, sorry, but you know, it, it's a journey which I've made and it's, it's possible. So I want, I want to share that positive message with other people who, you know, are curious about breaking into product management and maybe just feeling a little bit, you know, frustrated that they haven't been able to make that transition yet. So yeah, it sounds a bit like the kind of educator in you is coming through there and and like trying to to, to kind of pay it forward and 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 let other people learn from what 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 you've had to to go through. So I mean, that's obviously really positive and actually one of the main uh, one of the main inspirations behind this podcast was to to start to hear effectively for want of a better word more normal people's stories because they're like you like yeah. you said there's so many or there's so much content out there uh about like the how how someone was a, a product manager for facebook or the head of product for this or that and those are really valuable stories like you say but at the same time just yeah that it's difficult to be directly inspired tactically inspired i guess by by someone who's so far ahead of you so i guess i, I can completely understand that so you spoke for one of your articles to 100 product managers about product management. Yeah. What were some of the key takeaways that you got from those 100 product managers? So I'm trying to remember, actually, you put <laughs> me on the spot a little bit there. So I think, um, I guess the main the main reason firstly why I wanted to conduct that survey was, you know, I, I had spoken to a lot of product management, uh, product managers, uh, you know, over coffee and things like that. And I just really wanted to kind of, put a survey out there and see if the stories which I heard matched up to, you know, the numbers which, which I uh, gathered. So um, I set out primarily to understand a bit more about how the role changes as you progress. So again, I'm still early in my career and I really want to understand how the role changes. And one of the interesting things I found was, you know, as you kind of move up the ladder, you tend to focus more on stakeholder management and the strategy side of things and the thing I guess which is still not that clear to me is when that moment actually happens so it seems that you know people can have two years experience but still be you know if they're in a startup be involved in those kind of more important strategic decisions versus uh, you know someone who might be a bit younger and only focused not younger sorry uh, more, more early on in their career and just focused on conducting user interviews, for example. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's an interesting distinction, and I, I don't think I 100% know myself like where that 
where the cutover happens, and I think it probably is more of a continuum than than a than a, like an explicit cut. But yeah, mm. this this kind of the the change in focus from kind of product delivery to kind of product strategy. So um, yeah. not just not just sort of turning the handle and, and and pushing features through, which is obviously important, and all good products are made mm. up of features. But at the same time, um, starting to have, I mean, for, from my perspective, I think one of the one of, one of my few medium articles that I put together was was about like how you kind of need balance in in a product management career. So not just being all yeah. about delivery or not just all being about like technology or not just being all about UX and and so forth because product management is is a discipline that really kind of rewards all rounders i guess from from my perspective that's when you start to become a fully rounded sort of product manager or strategic product manager or product leader is when you can really get that balance right but where do you think yeah, you are in what, for sure. but where do you think you are in your journey like you're you're 2 years in uh, I mean, mm-hmm. how, how do you see kind of the next steps for you? So the last year has been a big learning curve, actually, because finally I am working with a in-house you know, dev team and I've got a full product squad. And that was actually the first time that that's happened to me. So before when I worked at Birchbox, which is an e-commerce company, I worked with a remote dev team and um that didn't really ever feel like a, a fully fledged product team. I didn't have a, a designer on hand on my squad as well. So I've definitely started to feel what it's like to have like an empowered product team and to run product development, um, you know, as I read in in articles and books, basically. And yeah, where am I in my in my journey? So I'm definitely just soaking it in and getting lots of hands-on experience in the product management field right now. I am the sort of person that I like to take ownership as soon as possible. So I'm working on some projects which are pretty meaty actually. Um, And, you know, there's hopefully going to be a great return on them, but I'm learning a lot and I still have a lot to learn. You know, it's the first time, like I said, that I'm working with my own squad, seeing a product right from, you know, this is a business problem these are the customers that I'm going to speak to right through to actually shipping or working with a team to ship a solution. I'm doing that, all of that for the first time, you know, this year. So, and that, and that's a really um, honest thing to say, but I think it's actually quite surprising the number of products, people that you speak to who, you know, when they feel comfortable, they will say, you know, I've been officially a product manager for X many years, but actually end-to-end product development I've done for much less time than that. I don't know if that's been your experience as well. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, I really kind of, I kind of organically went into product management kind of almost by default. Um, you know, like not because not not to kind of demean my own journey, but like I I started out so being more sort of uh, sort of technical operations, moving into sort of development and full stack development, and then and then moving more into kind of product management, and and really a lot of that happened organically, and I kind of. In, in many ways, already become, for want of a better word, kind of a, a leader or certainly a team leader before any of that happened. So it kind of almost then took a step back to take a step forward. And but the thing that really grabbed me, even when I was still sort of, you know, hard at work on actual code and bits and bytes, was because I was in a position of, of you know, lead, team leadership or or kind of department leadership in, in different parts of my career. You always had to have a view on 
what the actual problem was and, and what the outcomes of, of what you're developing are. Uh, and it kind of naturally just, that naturally became a thing that just became more and more of my world. And I kind of almost then accidentally became a product manager in the first place. And then obviously then followed mm-hmm. that through and in, in, into my you know career after that. So I think that product management in many ways feels like a career full of accidental product managers. There's actually even a LinkedIn, uh, there's a LinkedIn uh, group called the Accidental Product Manager where people just kind of... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's got quite a few people on it. And um, yeah, and I don't think that that's a, a like a pejorative term. It's, like, it's actually kind of good because I think that, again, product management is a is a field or a discipline that really, it really rewards all-rounders and people with diverse experiences, or it should. So like every single different diverse opinion or di- you know, different background that you get into a team is going to give you a different angle on a problem. So I think that it's good for people to, to kind of, as with me kind of blunder into it to some extent because it means that you've that you know I've come in with a different experience you know for example to you uh, and different experiences to other people on my team and and uh, you know you probably don't really find two product managers that are the same which is good yeah it's it's something um which you know I I think is really important to stress actually so when I did my um when I did my talk for product school these it's one of the things that I really wanted to emphasize was we all break into product management from very different backgrounds. And that should be something that we look at very positively. So, you know, just because you haven't come from an engineering background, you will have so many unique skills that you bring to that product team. It's it's really not something that we should overlook. Of course, you know, diversity is really important. And um, particularly for me, I haven't been around lots of different product managers. I've been around some technical now and some which are, you know, have more similar backgrounds to me. But as as a team of product managers, it works so well. And so that's why I really want to stress for people who are, you know, thinking that, you know, maybe I don't have a great background to be able to break into product management. You will have skills which will be so valuable to, to the wider team as you kind of craft the product and and you know become a product manager yeah exactly that's obviously a really inspiring message to take forward obviously uh, as well which i think is one of the great things about what you're doing with the, the the articles and also the product school as well which i know you recently gave a talk uh, at or for how did that go yeah i thought it was great honestly i again it was a similar reason for wanting to do it so on linkedin i have recently received lots of messages from people trying to break into product management. And I just wanted one, one way to be able to address those questions that people had and those, you know, worries that people had about breaking into product management. And I contacted product school and they really, you know, they really enjoyed the story that I put forward and and they said that they'd be really excited to host a webinar with me. So that was the main driver. I just wanted to be able to reach as many people as possible. Um, and I want to continue to do things like that. You know, this podcast is a great example. I'm so excited to be able to speak about um, how to break into product management, you know, the wider product conversation, just as someone who's still really in the middle of, of that journey. Yeah, it's almost like you're reporting from the front line, like, like you've got in the news, yeah. which is... <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I, again, it's such a valuable perspective as well that you can give because there's always people, there are always people coming behind you, 
So I don't know. I've, I've been on the Product School Slack channel from time to time, um, just to kind of you know again try and you know help out where I can. And um, there are so many people on there, of course, that are just like they have no idea what to do because of course they don't. They didn't do it yet, and I'm sure that Product School themselves will do as as best they can with their certifications and training courses and stuff like that. But just to have kind of effectively not just multi billion dollar startup founder who's like also a product person who manages to you know come onto a, a a podcast or do a webinar and tell you about all the great things they did those are fantastically aspirational people to to look at but you also need to find you, you need someone in your boat that that you can of course yeah maybe maybe if we you know, think of like titanic or something you know mate you're, you're you're in steerage with leonardo <laughs> dicaprio and and you need to look up at the people on the, on the floor above and say okay well that that's my next step yeah, it, it, the, my next step yeah. can't be, or probably won't be, going to you know take this company to a multi-billion-dollar IPO or anything like that. But at the very least, I can mm-hmm. make incremental progress in you know traditional product fashion and and say, well, yeah, the next the next person, the person ahead of me in in my career, this is what they're saying, and this is how that resonates with me because they were they were me just now, sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. So you said obviously before uh, that you're from Jersey originally, and I believe you're in Jersey now for through the yeah. pandemic. Um, but you also lived in quite a few countries. Whilst we're not travelling anymore, sadly, very much at least, uh, from, <laughs> from when we could travel, what 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 place was the most exciting or the the best experience for you? I mean, Hong Kong was a really incredible experience. So um, just to give your listeners a bit of background so I'm from Jersey the Channel Islands my dad is originally from Hong Kong but I never I never visited Hong Kong before um before actually moving there just packing up my life and just saying right I'm actually going to move to this place that I've heard great things about but I've actually never been there even though I am you know half Chinese and you know it was just it was just a really interesting experience the work culture is very different the opportunity as well to travel to so many Asian countries from there was great because I didn't get to do that much when I was younger. So it, it was it was a fantastic experience. Excellent. Um, and I guess, yeah, hopefully one day you get to go back there again. So there's a question that I like to ask all product managers, which is what I call the barbecue question. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know if you can anticipate the question already, but basically uh, if you were to bump into someone at a barbecue at a safe distance, how would you describe product management to someone who that you just met and didn't know what it was? So, you know what? I've really thought about this a lot because when I try to explain to my own family what I do, it's really hard. So I take the classic um, approach where I ask people what their favorite app is. So what app are they always on? Um, and then, you know, after they tell me that, I say it's my job to figure out you know, how to how to make that experience better for you. And I work with a team of engineers and designers to make that a reality. Excellent. Succinct and to the point, but also perfect. <laughs> and you spoke earlier about asking people about their favorite products. Uh, what's your favorite product? Oh, that is a great question. Um What's my favorite product at the moment? I've started recently using Calm, the Calm app. 
And I'm really loving it at, at the moment. I actually used Headspace and Calm at the same time as the free trial. And I actually went for Calm. And I don't know how controversial that is. I don't know if many other people have been using meditation apps at the moment, but Calm was the one that did it for me. And I'm, I'm listening in every day to about five, 10 minutes of mindfulness. Nice. Yeah, I tried Headspace a few years back. I think our, the company I was working for at the time had a had a kind of free trial or something. I found it. It was actually for me. I was pretty uh, sort of skeptical about it up front. You know, in that typical kind of mm. uh, yeah, almost like uh, wannabe alpha male kind of. Oh, I don't need that. But actually, it was um, it was actually yeah a really positive experience. But yeah, I kind of didn't follow up with it after the free trial ran out uh, i do from time to time listen to like meditation videos on youtube for like a couple of minutes or something just to you know yeah. try something because i think that i don't know about you and i think you touched on it earlier like it's been a busy time for you it's definitely been a busy time for me with you know over the last few months and some of the stuff that's been going on so and especially with the lockdown as well where you've got like in in many ways no kind of work life split necessarily um yeah. just having any way to kind of recenter from time to time seems like a, a a good thing to do yeah for sure and i wouldn't be surprised yeah if, if karma having that same kind of growth <laughs> even headspace as well and i'd be i'd be really interested to know um how that's looking from a data perspective because for me i've like you said because of this new working arrangement and i tend to be online a lot more than I usually would and not taking breaks when I usually would and and that, that's kind of steered me towards trying to find those you know precious moments where I can just recenter and you know I wonder if that's a long-term thing I don't know you know I'm so I'm still exploring it myself I'll see if we can find a product manager from Calm to come and talk to me as well and they can give us the download <laughs> what is an example for you of a product that really sucks oh so you don't have to answer if you want to be diplomatic. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of one that sucks off the top of my head, but I think I think ones which ones which are not intuitive really just drive me nuts. I guess for me it's just all about if a product solves a problem that I have. And if it doesn't, I just you know, I, I don't have any commitment to it because I just don't know what what the value is. And who is your business hero? My business hero. I recently read Nike's founder's autobiography. Have you read it? Yeah, Phil Knight. Knight yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he's one of my heroes, but I found his story really interesting. Like as a founder, kind of navigating his way through life, and you know, he's driven by this passion um, to create the the best running shoes for runners out there. And you know, he's he had a bumpy ride at the beginning, but he was really committed to this to to that dream, I guess. And I found I found the story great. Not necessarily a business hero, but at the moment I am reading kind of founder autobiographies. If you have a recommendation, please send it my way. I will definitely do that. Um, I've been reading a, a few books. I'm on track for 50 this year, 50 books. That's great. And uh, what advice would you give for an aspiring product manager today? I'd probably say just get out there um, and just start, you know, if, product management is something that you want to pursue start learning as much as you can connecting with as many people as you can and gaining experience as quickly as you can because there's no shortcut to becoming a product manager than just you know getting stuck in and learning as much as you can 
great advice. So where can people uh, find you, Becca, on LinkedIn, I guess they can find you? Are there any other places they can seek you out if they want to continue the conversation? Yeah, I think LinkedIn is probably the best place. So yeah, Becca Vibert is where you can find me. Um, and I'm always happy to connect with people and yeah, share any share any advice or if anyone wants to have a chat about products, you know, send me a message. Well, it's been a fantastic chat. So yeah. thanks for coming on and uh, and sharing your thoughts. I Thank you hope so that much. the uh, product school and, and the blogging and all of the other speaking engagements that you're almost certainly going to get the work out and that you can continue to share your, your journey and your findings. And obviously, uh, we'll keep in touch and, and I'll be watching from the sidelines. For sure. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. As ever, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show today, I'd love it if you left a review, shared it with your friends, subscribed or followed the show on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. I've also got a mailing list which will send exactly one message a week with a summary of the latest show and any other quality product content that's piqued my attention over the last week. If that sounds good, sign up at onenightinproduct.com and that's night with a K. Thank you very much.